Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome on in. It's another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by our friends at Wheelin Engineering on the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard and trusted to perform. As always, your host with the most, Chris Wilner, MRN Pit Reporter, Kyle Rookie, MRN Turn Announcer, and host out there at Stafford Motor Speedway. Kyle, can some construction going on? We are T-minus just over a month from the Spring Sizzler, and they're hard at work, aren't they? I feel like I need a hard hat uh, to be walking around at least this end of the Speedway. Um, right below me, the guardrail was just removed uh, about 40 seconds ago that's been there since the what the 60s or the 70s uh the safer barrier installation project continues here at the racetrack they're over in turn number three now uh, about to make their way off of turn four and then just over uh here to my left new grandstands going up so um places coming together it's going to be a big year the 51st napa spring sizzler is just a couple of weeks away and um, it's going to be a, hopefully a great weekend. Mother nature has been weird lately. I think everywhere. I mean, it snowed in Fontana a few weeks ago. Um, but you know, we, uh, we woke up this morning and it was 28 degrees and we're expected to be in the sixties by, you know, later today. So we'll see, hopefully we get a good day here in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, springtime is officially hit and Charlotte is acting like it's still winter, but then it's going to be 80 by the end of the week. I have no idea what it's doing, but uh, good stuff out there at Stafford. Kyle, we got a great show for the folks coming up. Uh, Bubba Pollard joins us in segment number two, the big winner at the Rattler 250. Actually swept the weekend winning the baby Rattler in the pro late model race at South Alabama. He is on the show to talk about that, plus a little bit of the post action at the National Tour opener at Five Flags just several days before the Rattlers, so lots to get to with Bubba. Always good to visit with him. Uh, plenty of also coming up on the show, too. How about our boy Nick Sanchez, Arc Menard champion, getting his career best second-place finish at Atlanta with the trucks. You were there to see that. That was awesome. We're going to recap some of those races, like we mentioned, the Rattler. Hickory had a big-time doubleheader with past uh, the Pro Late Models, or yeah, the past years and the American Canadian Tour out there as well. Uh, and then, of course, South Boston. We talked to Peyton Sellers last week. We'll kind of figure out what happened there but let's get into it uh because we also have some news and notes coming out of cars tour uh stafford news about a big time driver running full-time in the sks this year we'll tease that so lots coming up on this week's show so let's get into it kyle south boston had their season opener 40 years of late model stocks out there peyton sellers going for a seventh uh, record track championship but he did not claim victory in either of the two twins uh to open up the season what happened out there this weekend and I, and I tell you what, Carter Langley was not on my bingo card to no. sweep the weekend. And I don't think he was on anybody's radar to get his first win, never mind go back to back. But uh, great fields of race cars. Again, uh, they ran twin 75 lap races on Saturday night. Carter won race number one over Mike Looney, who uh, we've got to know the last few years, a former race winner at the Martinsville Speedway in the late model. Peyton finished in the third spot. Race number two. 
a little bit more comfortable of an advantage at the uh, the finish for Carter holding off Jacob Borst and Peyton Sellers, who ended the night with uh, two podium finishers. But uh, suddenly Carter becomes a uh, an early favorite there at the South Boston Speedway. And with the car count and the schedule that they get, does he do what many others do at that racetrack and, and look for a national championship under the NASCAR banner? So we'll see. I mean, a lot of drivers. They don't think about it. It's not on their radar until suddenly they find themselves in victory lane multiple multiple times early in the season. And then those points come out, what, the second or third week of May is when we usually see the, the national standings start to come together. And they're up toward the top of it, top four, top five, top six. And then suddenly it's, okay, now we have to modify our schedule. So we'll see if that it's a long way away, but you know, maybe an option for Carter, who's off to a really good start at the South Boston Speedway. So uh, a great opening weekend for them, as it you know usually is at a great field of cars. Sportsman Racing, Kyle Barnes uh, picked up a race win over Adam Murray. 19 cars took the green there. So they're off now for a couple of weeks. They'll be back with the Smart Modifieds the 1st of April. Yeah, hopefully we'll catch up with Carter at some point. I'm sure we will this year because uh, you mentioned it, Kyle. Uh, the points kind of changed the driver's perspective on what they do this year. Lane Riggs said the exact same thing in our interview as he won the national championship last year. said, I wasn't even planning on it, but as soon as I realized I was in the mix, we went for it and certainly paid off for him. So congratulations to Carter. Uh, up in my neck of the woods out here in North Carolina, Hickory Motor Speedway, a ginormous weekend of racing where they combined the Easter Bunny and St. Paddy's Day 150s kind of in together due to some Mother Nature issues, of course, that we get at this time of year in the Carolinas. But we'll start off with the pro late models in the past series. Uh, the twin 50, 150s that they had, Cole Butcher swept the deal. Uh, congratulations to Cole. Oxford 250 winner from a year ago as well. So kind of carrying on some of that momentum that we saw in 2022 uh, and also the American Canadian tour out at Hickory Motor Speedway as well. And a, a twin split for two big time racers, Derek Gluchak. Kyle, help me out. <laughs> Derek, Derek Gluchaki. Gluchaki. I was close and I set it off air. And of course, the red on. and my apologies, Derek, he's up from your neck of the woods and DJ Shaw, who we uh, know won a handful of times, of course, a former Oxford winner as well. They both split the uh, twin features for the American Canadian Tour. So lots of late model action out at Hickory. Of course, we saw their season opener last week and uh, should be a good season for racing up there. All right, moving on to kind of the big one of the weekend was the Rattler 250 weekend out at South Alabama Speedway. Uh, it started off with drama before qualifying. Ty Majeski was entered, of course, truck racing on Saturday in Atlanta. He made it, I think, with, what, 20 minutes to get in his race car and go qualify? About it. Oh, look at that. Got the pole. Um, you know, I guess they tested there earlier in the week, so he kind of knew what he had going into the weekend. Uh, just missed the top 10 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. I believe he finished 11th. Zipped on over uh, to South Alabama Speedway. Won the pole and then had to make a tough decision, a $10,000 potential decision, and, and that is, you know, take the bonus money and start at the back of a 31-car field and try to get and win that bonus money by winning the race something that he ultimately fell just short of after leading some uh, some laps in the second half. Yeah, and he even said at post-race, too, he says, every time I feel like I take these back row challenges, I always get one spot short, always second. So yep. uh, none, nonetheless, a great effort for Ty. Obviously, we know the talent he has uh, being a five-time winner of that race, but it was all Bubba Pollard who methodically made his way, started 15th, um, I know that wasn't the qualifying effort he and his team were looking for, but was able to get toward the front. Then they had that restart where he restarted about yeah. 10th 
and the new tires just fired off. And we saw Bubba Pollard duke it out with Ty Majeski, which is what all the fans paid the money to see, whether they were watching online or there in person. And he was able to get by and take home the $25,000 and hold the snake, which I don't know <laughs> if I could do, but I feel like the adrenaline of winning a big race, I would just close my eyes, smile, and then give it back to the handler and say, take it away. What, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll have my picture with it, but don't let it touch me. Yeah. Well, we'll go I mean, with that. You have to hold it. I guess, but it's going to be quick. Have the camera ready. Have those cameras ready. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're not waiting on photographers, that's for sure. Uh, Jeremy Doss ended up in the third spot. Uh, Jet Nolan fourth. And Michael Atwell uh, rounded out the top five. And, of course, uh, we mentioned as well, Bubba Pollard sweeping the weekend, took home the Pro Late Model win and the Baby Rattler on Saturday. So uh, we'll uh, we'll ask him coming up here uh, if that had anything to do with the success there on Sunday, but uh, Kyle, that's always a marquee event so early in the year, but I got to assume it's got to give you a lot of momentum, especially with the national tour and all the other super late model races we have throughout the year. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, but there's a lot of super late model racing going on in the country right now. We've talked about the national tour and, and some of the other tours in the, in the Southeast. Um, and even, you know, up in, in the Northeast that that he has found so much success in. Momentum is everything. It's nice to start the year with a very healthy payday. Um, and, you know, not that he needs a confidence boost, but he got one because it was a pretty strong field. Johnny Sauter was in the field, finished ninth. Hunter Robbins led early, uh, dominated much of the first half. Not sure what happened, uh, but finished deeper in the pack uh, when all was said and done. Finished 25th for Hunter, but he was a factor early on. So it was a very strong field. Some of the best in the business were there, and he was able to come on out on top for a second time in that event. Well, he is standing by on the line, so let's go ahead and tee up Bubba Pollard. He's on the flip side of this break as we talk all things Rattler 250 as well as some of the super late model national tour action that's already happened this year. Bubba Pollard joins us. Coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheeland Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering. As promised, joining us via Zoom, the winner of the Rattler 250, his second career win at South Alabama. That is Bubba Pollard. Bubba, congratulations. I know you're out at a racetrack right now at Sonoya working hard, but uh, let's walk walk it back to last weekend. The duel with Ty Majeski. I think everybody wanted to see it. They got their money's worth for 25 grand. Uh, walk me through kind of the ending of that race and seem like you did your time a little bit or, or was it all the, the plan to, to kind of capitalize there at the end? Yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah, you know that's how you want to win races. You wanna, you wanna run the guy down and pass him there with ten to go. That's that's a promoter's dream right there. Uh, so it was a great race. You know, we 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 had a real good race car all weekend, and really, come qualifying time, uh, I felt good about the race car. We we qualified terrible, um, and then you know we we qualified fifteenth. Kind of struggled there the first half of the race. Just couldn't get anything going. I knew we'd been fast all 
all weekend uh, that we had been there. And, and the car had been good, you know, several weeks past. So uh, we started the race struggling. Come in, I told the guys, I said, man, I, I really don't know what to do to it. Um, the car is really all over the place. But we made a few adjustments, nothing major, and we bolted four new tires on that thing, and she come alive like she had been all weekend. And, uh, yeah, we just made our way back up through there. I think we started uh, 10th or 8th on that restart there and, and was able to, to make some ground up. And uh, we could run, you know, about the same lap times for the last uh, 70 laps. And uh, I was kind of watching him. I knew he was getting loose off the corner. And, and my car's really been good about staying staying for the long run, and it did on Sunday. And uh, that was just the difference. Uh, we could run the same lap times, and mine lasted just a little bit longer. So uh, it was a good race, man. When you outrun Ty Majeski, uh, you've done something, especially there at, um, at South Alabama. He's he's won a lot of races there in the last six years. He's won the Rattler four or five times, six times, or I think he's going for a sixth one. So uh, when you do that, I mean, you've, you've done well at the place, and we was we was happy. We're, we're in a good spot with our program, we feel like. That's going to be one of my questions for you about Ty. I mean, we get to watch him on the national level now the last couple of seasons in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, uh, running well, running for championships. We've watched him at the short track levels the better part of the last decade or so, maybe even longer than that now. Time flies. How good is he? He is. He, Man, when I when I watch him drive a race car, I'm like, how does he make this thing go in circles? Uh, but he drives a race car so free. Um and, and freeze fast. Uh, he does it. He wheels it. I got a lot of respect for him. He goes a lot of different places and runs good. Uh, you know, it showed them. They, they tested earlier in the week at South Alabama, but he jumped right in the car at, at um, on Saturday, qualifying the pole. Um, they run good everywhere. Uh, Toby's good as well. You can't take anything away from, from Toby and their whole program over there. Uh, Ty, he's an exceptional driver. I don't think uh, anyone's really seen what he's capable of yet. Uh, I think he's getting there. Uh, he's got finally got some equipment behind him and a team capable of running good in the in the in the truck series there. So next couple of years, going to see a lot out of him. I got a lot of respect. He does well. Ty also took that ten thousand dollar bonus if he would come from dead last on the field to win the thing. Got to second. That kind of sparked the question: What track would you take that bonus on, and how much would the price be for you to go and take a back road challenge uh, in a racetrack? Well, I don't know if I'm that good anywhere. <laughs> it would be hard for me to take it, but uh, yeah, I mean, ten thousand is a good amount of money. I I definitely take it. Um, you know, I like five flags. We come from, you know, twenty twenty second the other day, uh, coming back up through the field there. So, um, man, it's just he's got such a good baseline, such a good package. He gets around uh, South Alabama so well. Um, I don't know if I get any get get around anywhere, you know, that dominant as he does. Uh, we we kind of get lucky from time to time, but I don't know. I definitely like to do it sometime. I like I like challenges. I like coming from the back and having fun doing it. For the record, thirty one cars started on Sunday afternoon. You claim the win. I, I guess one of the traditions at the Rattler, one of the traditions, is the snake in Victory Lane. Uh, you enjoy that? I, I talked to some folks in Atlanta over the weekend that said. I don't know. I'd probably have to stab the brakes coming to the line and finish second, knowing that that snake and it's a pretty good sized rattlesnake was waiting for me on the front stretch. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a big fan. Um, for sure, we just uh, it, it makes it a little easier and a little better when you're in the race. But yeah. man, I'm just not a fan. That's something I'm not I'm not liked over the years. And you know, even winning the races, it hasn't made the situation any better. That's for sure. You just have to keep reminding yourself that you won the race and you get a lot of money. So you just got to put up with the snake for a second. 
and you'll be all right. Uh, question for you too. I know, you know, we won't look at the national series. You know, there are guys like in the cup series that go run the truck series to kind of get extra laps, extra practice at a racetrack. You went and ran the pro late mile race, the baby rattler won the thing. So swept the weekend, but are there lessons that you take from that race that kind of help you and prepare for the big show on Sunday? Well, definitely. And that's one reason we ran the race is, is because, uh, down there this past weekend, we were on a different uh, tire than what we're accustomed to than what we've, what we've ran. We've run it at other places, but we only get to run it, you know, once or twice a year. So, uh, the experience on Saturday night definitely helped me. I knew, um, that the tire could stand the heat. It could stand the, it could stand the 125 laps that we were going to run on Sunday. So, uh, learning that on, on Saturday, air pressures were huge. I know it's a daytime versus nighttime race, but still air pressure starting off there. Uh, was big for us. There's definitely a lot you can take over uh, from running on Saturday night into Sunday. Obviously, early in the season, still here, uh, buttoning up the month of March, a busy summer ahead, a lot of big events on the horizon, super late model racing in general. For you, big picture, where's the health of it right now? I mean, obviously, a lot of news with the new national series the ASA national tour this year. Uh, where do you see super late model racing in, in that region of the country and, and, and even nationally? Well, I think it's, uh, it's going in the right direction. I think there's a lot of great people that's behind uh, these series. And, um, you know, even at the, the local level here, the region, it, it's growing. Um, I think it's healthy. I think there's still a lot that we can do uh, to support it. There's still a lot of things that we can do to, to make this, each series better uh, each and every week. Uh, but the growth is there. It's got definitely got opportunities uh, with all the right people. Um, they're working together. They're, the two series uh, that's 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 running kind of against each other, not not on top of each other. So uh, that's great. I, I think they're working together. It's healthy. Um, I think uh, there's a lot that can come. They've stepped up the money. Uh, hopefully, we can get a TV deal uh, for the, at the short track level and and just help us with some of our sponsorship uh, to get us out there on the national level. Um, you know, cause I think there's a lot to be gained there and, and, and as the young drivers coming up, it gives them a place to kind of step in stone to get started. Uh, cause they're used to running just kind of all over and, but if they can come and run the series and get a name for themselves, they move on to the next level. So, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, we're going to do all we can to support it. We look forward to it, look forward to the future and, and, uh, see what it is to see what's about to come. Kyle had mentioned the national tour that kicked off uh, just a few days before you had to get things buttoned up for South Alabama. Obviously, some fireworks on the racetrack. We don't have to get into the details of it. But now that we're a week or so removed from that, one, where does your relationship stand with Casey Roderick? And two, what were your thoughts of just that event and kind of that national tour kicking things off, uh, obviously, with their 10 race schedule? Well, I, I think they've done a great job. Um, there's a lot that, you know, to learn it was the first event you know it's the first time everyone's worked together uh they got a jail you know it, it's it's going to be concerns the first race but all in all you know uh a lot of the things that went on on the racetrack were were subject to the drivers uh the drivers just you know really didn't you got 36 of the best going for one spot um you know it's you're kind of gonna get tied up there but um you know you got to blame it on the driver's son for the heat of the moment. But, but me and Casey, you know, it's kind of been ongoing. Um, the way he drives, he's really got a fast race car 
and and he's a good race car driver. He just needs to settle down a little bit. I think I don't know if he thinks he has something to prove or what, but we all been doing this a long time. There's nothing to prove. We just got to go out there and you know and win races. And I and I get it, but um, at, at the same time, we just everyone needs to chill out, settle down, you know, and not, not drive over their head or or anything like that. And I think he's he's got a lot of pressure on him, I guess, to perform with the the type of equipment he's in now. Um, but he's, he's, he's obviously get talented. Uh, he's just got to make better decisions. I feel like on the racetrack and it would not put ourselves in, in that type of situation. Um, things got out of hand. Uh, it is what it is. Sometimes it's, it's, I was raised good old short track racing. Uh, that's how I was raised. So, uh, that's how I'm going to stick to it and stick up for yourself. And, um, I don't go looking for any problems. But when there is problems, sometimes you just got to handle it the way the way you do. Unfortunately, but um, you know, we'll see. I think we race together next week, uh, and we'll see how it goes. So, uh, just looking forward to get back on the racetrack and and uh, get back to racing. And then, as a and follow what, up, the quick turnaround that you guys had to make on that race car, I think you had to do the whole rear clip, right? So, like that yeah. was probably added stress going into the Rattler as well. Yeah. So we took Sunday off there, just kind of regroup, get our heads together, and. And uh, what do we want to do? I have another car sitting there, but it's it's a car that we hadn't raced, um, and I wasn't sure uh, going into the Rattler weekend. We wanted to take something we were accustomed to and, and knew, had some notebook or just some knowledge on. So uh, we decided to fix it. Uh, we got out Sunday morning, cut the rear clip off. Man, we got a good Seneca performance. Uh, does a great job. They, sh- they got everything cut out, notched, uh, shipped it to us on Tuesday uh, by lunch. Uh Tuesday night we had the the fuel cell rear end and everything back in it and uh, started hanging the body pieces on Wednesday loaded up two thirty I think uh, Thursday morning and headed off to the racetrack and and really it was good right off a trailer we just had some bad luck with some tires there but uh, my guys worked hard uh, when when you when you have fast race cars and you're focused you want to get back to the racetrack and uh, we we tried to do our some of our talking on the racetrack and and it was good to go out and win this weekend and, and show them that we're for real and we're focused and we're ready for the year. Final question for you about an event coming up, uh, one of the 10 on this national schedule that we'll be talking about all year, North Wilkesboro Speedway. How important is it for for that to be on this schedule and, and how important will that week be for, for you short trackers? Well, it is, man. That's a, it's, it's a huge week there. Um, and, and just, just all the press and notoriety that place is getting and, and to be there and to go race as, you know, kind of where NASCAR all originated from a short track that was, you know, it's got a lot of history and where short track racing is going now, it needs to be on that type of stage and to get different types of fans or, or interested in short track racing or just, just grow the fan base. Um, you know, someone that's not accustomed to, to our type of racing, that week uh, may start following it. So it's big. Uh, I'm excited for that week. It's going to be uh, a cool week. Ho- I'm glad to be a part of it. And hopefully we can get a win. That would be, I'd top it off there. Yeah, we are too. It's always an electric atmosphere. I know the racetrack revival series last year. I mean, that was something else to witness. So can't wait to see you guys back at North Wilkesboro. Uh, before we let you go, you're hard at work right now at your racetrack. Cause you have flat track motorcycles headed that way. What hasn't been on that racetrack yet? <laughs> That sounds exciting. Yeah, we're excited. You know, we have, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, but we've been working hard to, to update the facility and, and just, um, you know, have some cool things coming to the area that, you know, that I've always enjoyed growing up watching, um, you know, the sprint cars and, you know, just everything. We got our big show in November um, and then now in the American Flat Track Series. I mean, 
it's awesome. They're here setting up already, and just to see everything, it's it's pretty neat. We're excited about it. It'll be the first, uh, really, we had an event a couple weeks ago. It didn't go so well, but this will be our first event here. We've had Mother Nature's had a, a kind of a took its toll on us. So, uh, yeah, we're just excited to get going, and it'll be cool. I think I'm going to be the Grand Marshal this weekend, so oh, wow. uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Remember, just don't drop the flag. That's the only the <laughs> only rule right. to start the race. Well, Bubba, That's congratulations, right. man. We'll let you get back at it. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll catch up uh, throughout the summer as you uh, continue to rack up some wins this year. Sounds good. I sure do appreciate it. Thanks. Bubba Pollard, your big winner, second career Rattler 250 over the weekend. Coming up next, lots of news and notes to talk about, and we'll look at the calendar on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheeland Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Kyle, always a pleasure to catch up with one of the legends of super late model racing, Bubba Pollard. A lot of confidence, uh, but what'd you think? I mean, I, I the sky's the limit, and I feel like last year there was some frustrations with him and that team just about, we can't seem to find a way to beat Ty. Well, they did, so I feel like this could be a big year for him. Yeah, and then you know, like we talked about earlier, momentum, confidence is everything, even for a veteran that's been doing it for so long and has been so successful. Um, I'm impressed in how he manages his time because now he's, you know, out at a racetrack, you know, managing a, a racetrack and gearing up for, for motorcycle racing this weekend, American flat track, I guess it's this weekend or within the next couple of weeks. So, um, he has a lot going on and more behind the scenes than I think uh, a lot of people are aware of, and, uh, he's put it all together nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Snowy Raceway doing a great job. They were the ones that I, I remember through the tarp over at the end of last year, trying to make sure they get their final event in. Uh, and he, I even think had a helicopter flying over to try yep. to air out the racetrack. So pretty cool stuff from Bubba out there at Sonoy. Congratulations on that win. All right, some news and notes. Uh, first of all, let's look ahead because the Arkham Menard Series East is kicking off their season this weekend out at Pensacola's Five Flag Speedway, the Pensacola 200. We talked about the West. We've talked about the National Series. Now the East drivers get their moment in the sun. 37th year for ARCA East. 
at one of the iconic racetracks in short track racing. And a guy named Tyler Reif uh, is on a roll. He's going to run both West and East. He picked up the West opener at Phoenix. Kyle, what do you think about the East race this weekend? It's going to be a good show. Um, to clarify, this is the 37th year of the series. It was what the Bush North series, K&N East series. It's had a yeah. few different names over the years, but it fell under the arc of banner three years ago. So um, back at five flags, Great racetrack, great field. You mentioned Tyler Reif. He's on a roll, won at the Phoenix Raceway in Arizona. He's got some competition, though. Uh, Luke Fenhaas going to make his ARCA debut, a former uh, Slinger Nationals winner. We've talked a lot about him in the Midwest the last couple of years. Uh, Williams Wallach back in action, running for Joe Gibbs Racing. We've talked a lot about William, uh, especially at Phoenix. He was leading most of that event until a late race restart. Uh, Jake Finch is going to be there driving for Venturini Motorsport. So it seems like a pretty healthy entry list and uh, hopefully a good show to kick off the Arc Menards East Series season. Yeah, and I, and I think that championship is wide open too. You know, last year what Sammy Smith did is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously not in the field running the Xfinity Series. So uh, the door's open for, for a next young star to kind of cement him or herself as a championship favorite. So uh, you, the drivers you just named, I think all have a shot at it. We'll find out what happens this weekend out at Pensacola. Uh, some news and notes as well. Cars Tour is adding the latest series to add the Choose Cone to its restarts. While restarts. I know. Color me shocked, Kyle, and, and you just said it off the air. It seems like that's the trend. I like it. I've always been a fan. I mean, even uh, we're going to do that as well, you know, on the dirt side uh, with some series as well. So what are your thoughts on the choose cone? Will it be a cone or a box or a V on the racetrack? I don't know. Um, I like it. I, I, you know, it, it worked at Bowman Gray. And I think that's where a lot of folks were introduced to it many years ago. They always had their their choose cone night. They didn't do it every week, but a couple of times a year they did it. Uh, summer shootouts um, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway with the Legend Cars and the Bandoleros adopted that rule about eight or ten years or so ago um, with uh, a choose box in turn number three coming to one to go. And obviously NASCAR introduced it several years ago as well. So that seems to be, um, you know, allowing the drive, you know, that seems to be where we're going and allowing these drivers to select whichever lane they want, give them the the option to choose uh, because there are some racetracks where, you know, there are preferred lanes and maybe, you know, I mean, how many times do we watch cup races years ago at Martinsville where drivers were stabbing the brakes on pit road to come off in an even position instead of an odd position. So they could be on the inside of the racetrack. So now, you know, not only do you get that spot on pit road, you don't have to manipulate how you exit the pit lane, but you can choose where you go uh, based on, where the preferred line is and where everybody else went in front of you. And an opportunity if you're, you know, restarting fifth or sixth to maybe make yeah. up a row or two as well, depending mm -hmm. on how it goes. So good stuff for the Cars Tour. Again, they're back in action, both the late model stocks and the pro late models at Florence on Saturday. Final big news story coming out this week, Kyle, uh, pertains to the racetrack that you are currently sitting at and, and working at Stafford Motor Speedway. One of the legends Jimmy Blewett, Showtime, is going to run full-time in 2023 with the SK Modifieds. That was big news that came out this week. Yeah, driving for the Tick Mike team, uh, Mike Mayhoffer, that owns a car here at, actually several cars that compete here weekly at the Stafford Motor Speedway and an SK Modified. Uh, Jimmy has found success here, limited success, but some success here in poor modified racing over the years, I think. Before I came back full-time, he won here in an SK Modified. I'm not 100% sure. We're going back several years, though. So, <laughs> uh, But 
But for him to be here every week full time, uh, and, and he said, "Look out, Keith Rocco. You know, I know this is your house, uh, but I'm coming, and and you know, it's going to be uh, fun to watch what he can do here every Friday night with the likes of Keith Rocco and Todd Owen and Mike Christopher Jr. and and all the other stars that compete here each and every week, and in one of my biased a little bit, but favorite short track divisions across the country. Um, it's a great time here each week, and Jimmy's going to add so much, uh, not only to the on-track product, but we do with so much with the drivers off the racetrack as well for our new video board, and I'm sure he's going to you know, have that personality on display for everybody to see during the summer months. Absolutely, and the racing's just going to ratchet up the intensity as well. Having made my first trip out there to your neck of the woods last year, I can't imagine having Jimmy uh, in the full-time series lineup as well. And again, that kicks off their season with the 51st running of the Napa Auto Parts Spring Sizzler, April 28th or 29th and 30th. Kyle, uh, you guys getting ready where it's almost here. So uh, you starting to get anxious a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I think we're, we're in a good spot. Um, you know, the guardrail, like, like it goes with three more pieces right now on the truck right behind me. Um, so they're going to put the safer wall up. They've made so much progress here uh, in the last three days between the grandstands, the new walkway in front of the grandstands, um, the safer walls, the the concessions, your favorite spot, the double hooked on the midway. Um, there's a lot happening um, that should all be ready for a very, very busy and fun summer of racing here at Stafford. All right. Well, we talked long enough. Go get your tool belt, your hard hat, and go get down there. That's right. You guys. All right. I'm heading down. That's the last thing you want is Kyle with. I don't know uh, if I want to see Kyle with power tools or anything. And it's all right. Kyle, Ricky, appreciate it. My friend we will look forward to seeing you in person uh, with MRN's coverage of the Expel 225 and NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series this weekend on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Motor Racing Network, as well as Sirius XM Channel 90. You can hear us on the radio. So tune us in for Craftsman Truck Series racing left and right hand turns. 20 of them to be exact at circuit of the Americas in Austin. Thank you so much, Bubba Pollard for joining us as well on this week's episode. Appreciate all you folks for tuning into MRN's NASCAR coast to coast presented by Wheelan engineering on the road, in the air and around the world. Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard and trusted to perform. Kyle safe travels. See you in Coda. If not, we'll see you guys next week on NASCAR coast to coast. Good night.